Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the pumpkin of the internet, scooping out the seeds of good chats and carving in a face of humour. Two faces, in fact, Ed Gamble and James Acaster, plus a special guest, another little face on the back. I absolutely loved that. Thank you. Absolutely loved it. A wonderful uh, seasonal uh, intro. Yes, a seasonal intro. I did my spooky voice. I loved that. Podcast. Podcast. Imagine such a thing. So scary. This is the off-menu podcast. And we invite a guest into the dream restaurant. And we ask them their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week our guest is... Ed Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. A singer-songwriter. Hey, he's a global superstar. Yes. We don't need any introduction to Ed Sheeran. He's got a new album coming out. Equals. Equals. Which is out next week. Go and get it. Check it out. Very exciting. Very excited to have Ed on the podcast. I've seen him on Hot Ones. I know he likes food. Yes. So that's... uh... If you want to impress James, all you need to do is get on an episode of Hot Ones. Just get on an episode of Hot Ones. And then you'll immediately go in his big book of respect. Yeah. (laughs) I have a big book of respect. Yeah. I keep it in my house and I write everyone I respect in there. One day I hope I get on Hot Ones so James respects me. Yeah. Good luck. Because right now you are definitely not in that big book of respect. No. At all. However, even though Ed Sheeran is in the big book of respect, if he says the secret ingredient, we are kicking him out the dream restaurant. Yes, we are. And the secret ingredient this week is... <laughs> candy, candy corns. Candy corns. Candy corns. Halloween special in America where Halloween is, like, huge. Yeah, massive. They give out can- can- and it's not, candy corns. And it's, I'd say in the UK, Halloween is about horror. Yes. And in the US, there's this spoopy thing. Huh? Spoopy. Go on. Like, fun spooky. Spoopy. Like, not like kiddie no. sort of Did like. Did you cute. accidentally say spoopy and now you're trying to pass no, it off? No, spoopy's as a thing. Benito, back me up. No. But he says he's never Check heard it out. of it. He's spoopy. shaking his head. 
Spoopy. It's like spoopy. cute. It's like cute spooky. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense saying spoopy. My because... wife loves all the spoopy stuff. Okay. But it's spoopy, you motherfuckers. Okay. It's spoopy. So it's they, they do it all spoopy. They do do it fun and it is jolly. And over here it is a lot more menacing and more about uh, egging someone's house if yes. they don't give you some sweets. Much so. prefer that. Uh, yeah, it's your, your kind of thing. Yeah. You like savoury, so you like some eggs on your oh, house. I love it. Scramble them up and fling them at my windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really played into your hands on that one. But candy corns, even a sweet tooth um, motherfucker like me, yes. uh, really does not like candy corns. <laughs> no. I, I, they're too sweet. I don't like the texture of them in, in the mouth. Imagine loads of candy corns on a cob. Yeah, a ca- a candy corns on the cob. Candy corns on and the cob. And rotate it. And it yeah. Oh, oh, I'd rather you. eat the cob. Yeah, that, uh, it's not often you say that. Yeah, uh, not often I say that, but I'd rather chop up a cob and eat it. Yes, he'd rather eat the cob. Have all the disgusting candy corns on the on the candy cob. But hopefully Ed Sheeran will not say candy corns. Hopefully he won't say candy corns, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm quite excited, quite excited to go into this yes. one um, and see what, what kind of food Ed Sheeran likes. Well... Let's go into it. Before I quickly say that I'm on tour next year, edgamble.co.uk for tickets, and I've released the vinyl, edgamblestore.com for that. Pretty go- cool. Pretty pretty ghoul. Pretty ghoul. Yeah. So now, let's see the oh, off-menu menu so of Dead Sheer. Dead Sheer. <laughs> Welcome, Ed, to the Dream Restaurant. Cool. Welcome, Ed Sheeran, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. The entrance of the genie there. Did you enjoy the entrance of the genie? I did, yeah, I did. I just, you, you did just say just before we started that you were yeah. going to be more strange than you were off mic. <laughs> yes, I yeah. warned you. I gave you fair warning, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I said, because I just had a very nice normal chat with you, and I thought, this guy... Needs to be given a heads up that I'm about to do a genie noise and claim that, you know, I've burst out of a laugh. It's the first time you've ever given anyone a heads up as yes. well. Yes. Well, that's nice, though. That's yeah. like, do people usually come in and then you go straight into the podcast? Pretty much because we've been doing yes. a lot on Zoom, so it's, it's quite difficult to have a pre-chat. Zoom podcasts are difficult, aren't they? Yes. I mean, it's still lovely to be able to talk, yeah. but I, I've, yeah, I find in-persons much more personable. Yeah, yeah. And we love actually. it. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> also, this is a very exciting episode because I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. It's our first time having another Ed on the podcast. It is. I was thinking about this. Double Ed. Double Ed. So you're going to make the two Eds a better than one? Oh. I hadn't even thought of that. Not thought of that? Well, Joe what? (laughs) (laughs) I quit as a comedian. (laughs) I quit. Again? I quit. (laughs) If I I can't come up with two Eds a better than one, Sheeran's now replacing me on the podcast. That's it. You're the uh, new genius. What makes you laugh, though? What's your what? What actually tickles you? What makes me laugh? Two heads are better. Two than heads one. are better than one. That's oh, gonna yeah. make me laugh. Christmas for quite cracker a while. jokes. Christmas cracker jokes. I don't know. I, I kind of. I, I think it's funny when uh, people get bullied. <laughs> he loves bullying. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's always pretty amusing. I need to hook you up with my security guard, Kev. He is like <laughs> Kev. Kev, mate, Kev. <laughs> I've never seen anyone take so much joy in the demise of the little <laughs> little bully insecurity guard. No, 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 he, no, he, he's just, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's Kev, he's funny. I love it that you just realised I can't say any of this on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, you just went through every single story about Kev in your head and went, no, nope, all of all of that's gonna end both of our careers. So I'm gonna keep all that. In oh, my not head. mine, no, not or his. Oh, I mean, he's just he's who right. who who he is. You want a security guard who's a bit of a bully, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know what's great about Kev is I've seen I've seen Kev punched. In the face, right. and instead of punching the dude back, he got me in a car and out of there. So it, that mm. on that day, I was like, "Oh, you're like, yeah, 
it, it, like there's a difference between someone who is just a alpha male, I guess, and someone who's a professional yes, security guard. But you know he dropped you off at the hotel, drove back and punched the guy in the face, right? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Also, in answer to your previous question, definitely one of the things that makes me laugh would be seeing a guy get punched in the face and then just get in a car and drive away. <laughs> and that's definitely my sense of humour. Yeah, just, yeah. just takes the punch and then gets in his car, doesn't even retaliate yeah. and drives off. Love that. Yeah, I like that. Do you like meeting other Eds? Is this the best Ed you've ever met? Yeah, do you know my... So in primary school, I was called Teddy. Uh-huh. And then another Teddy joined. So then I was just called Ed. Right. And then another Ed joined, and then I was just called Ed S. So every time uh, I meet another Ed, it strips me of my identity a bit more. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It does feel like, yeah, maybe, yeah, you're not the only Ed in the room anymore. No. Um, and also with you, normally on the podcast, he's swinging it about, he's the yeah. only Ed. I'm always saying I'm the only Ed in this room. That's, yeah. one, that's sort of my catchphrase on the podcast, Ed. I talk about how I'm the only yeah. Ed. So really, like, that catchphrase is null and void now. Yeah, gone. Yeah. I've got to be Ed G for the rest of the pod. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be Ed S. Okay, cool. Or Teddy. I mean, the other Teddy's not here Ted. anymore. Yeah, I think I like Teddy. Yeah. So do I, mate. That was, yeah, that's why I'm Teddy's photos on, on Instagram. My manager's wife still calls me Teddy. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm imagining now... Would Teddy Sheeran be doing as well as Ed Sheeran? Yeah, good question. Do you know, I that was quite a weird thing at the uh, start of my career because everyone thought it was a stage name because they were like, oh, it sounds so much like a stage name. And I remember being like, wow. I always thought it was quite an odd thing to see on a poster. Because it was your, just I, your no, name. I, I wanted, mean, when I was like 16, 17, I was, or maybe it was 18, I considered changing it to Redwood and then Jedwood came on X Factor and I was <laughs> like, I'm so happy. I didn't. So you were going to call yourself Redwood? yeah. Because with the red hair, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Jedward have become friends of mine, and I love Jedward. And yeah. together, we they're like, it's John, it's Edward, it's Ed Sheeran, and together we are Jed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> so excited! I sent them a, I do, I, I paint, and I sent them a painting, and they sent me a painting back that they did, and it was actually really, really good. They're um. Well, so hold on. What, what's this this musicians thing where you send each other paintings? No, they just saw that I was doing. I painted my album cover, and they saw that yeah. I did it, and they said, "Would you do us one?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" And right. yeah, sent sent them one, and then they sent me one back of, uh, and it was uh, painted for my daughter, and it was like a cat with a drum kit, and it was to hang in her bedroom. It's really sweet. Yeah, really, it's sweet. really nice. A yeah. cat with a drum kit. Are they excitable all of the time? For like 10, 15 minutes, they are Jedward, Jedward, <laughs> and then when I'm like. Guys, let's have like a conversation. Yeah. Then they kind of, and then yeah, I've had really, really deep chats with them. But whenever mm. people meet them with me, they're like, they are just Jedward. But like, they are. When did I first meet them? I think I was walking. I was driving through Canada, no, Toronto, <laughs> and I just saw them. And I just, <laughs> they were just walking down the street, and I rolled down my window. I was like, Jedward, and they were like, Hey! And then I picked them up and I took them to my hotel room, and then instantly was like. Oh fuck! What have I let myself in for? Because they were going on Google and showing me like signed Justin Timberlake CDs that they went, we're gonna order this one and we're gonna order this one too. What do you think about this, Ed? And I was kind of like, guys, I I'm, I need to sleep. So I just I just went I just went to my room and fell asleep, and then they left, and I didn't see them again for a while. And then I saw them. I actually. I actually, uh, this is like, sounds name droppy, but it's quite funny that I did a Beatles event and Paul McCartney was at it and I was meant to hang with him afterwards, but I said no to go hang with Jed. <laughs> 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 we oh man, that was, a weird... they kind of like trashed a hotel room, but then put it back together. It was, yeah, it was yeah. kind of the most yeah, Jedward rock and roll thing, yeah. but man, they're, they're really sweet kids. They're really, well, no, they're not kids. They're my age. Fucking hell. I just sure, love the idea I do that, dri but, yeah. driving down the street. 
and just seeing them in, in my mind it's in the middle of nowhere in Canada yeah, like yeah. it's a completely blank landscape and just in the distance you can see Jenny yeah. on the horizon probably could have told who they were from quite a long way off yeah well they still <laughs> they still had the big quiffs then they, yeah, don't, yeah. They, they don't have the quiffs anymore that's Jedward yeah. Yeah. Um, you got a new album coming out very exciting. Yeah. You're wearing the hoodie of it as well. You're, are you wearing your own merch, Ed Sheeran? Yeah, I am. I am. Do you know, I uh, I never have. I've always yeah. worn clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and, Congrats. This um, is interesting. We're getting all the exclusives. Interesting no, stuff. Do you know, uh, I'll have you know, Ed, a lot of the time the tabloids take stuff out of this podcast <laughs> and they make big stories out of it. And if they know you've always worn clothes, <laughs> that's going to go huge. Um, they, uh, so, But my record label made... They, my record label have always made, like, all right merch. It's been, like... It's just like the the album name on on a hoodie, and then recently they've been making. I don't know who is the new merch guy there, but they're make, making really really good stuff. And it's when nice. really I nice. just started wearing it, and it's the first time my fan base have actually been like, "Oh wow, we like this merch." <laughs> Usually, it's like, "Okay, we have to buy this t-shirt." But they're, <laughs> but they're um, yeah, people people really seem to like it. So I've started wearing it a bit more. Um, obviously, this podcast is not filmed, so slightly pointless, but, but you still, know it's coming out. We're looking at it. <laughs> yeah. We think it's great. Equals. You got the. Emblem on the chest. Why all the maths? Um, I just, you know... Quite an aggressive question, James. Well, listen, I can't <laughs> I, I, know. I, I quite album. like explaining it, though, because people do find it odds. But I had reached a point in my career when I was, like, 19, where I was like, right, no one's going to sign me. I've got all these songs. I should just start releasing stuff and see how it goes. So I, I set out a plan of 15 projects, and five of them were EPs, and I would do five different EPs in five different genres i guess so there was one band ep one like acoustic produced up ep that ended up being like the sound of plus one sort of duet ep with one girl called um amy but it was a girl called ledger that sung sung on it then a live ep and then a collaborations ep with the grime scene and i was like i'm just gonna get all this music out there and see how it goes and the first one came out and bombed second one came out and it had a team on it so it started getting some traction third one came out and it had a few of these love acoustic songs so that started getting some traction then i did the live ep and people were turning up to gigs and then i did the collaborations ep and then it all came together and blew up so from that point i was like right the next set is five albums where plus is the addition onto all the eps and it basically continues with the same sound multiply makes it bigger so it takes it into stadiums. Divide is a double album of uh, R&B and acoustic. And then there were two more that were meant to go in a different order. But Equals was always the end of the equation with all the sounds in one, which is what Equals is. But then there's an acoustic record after Equals. I always thought Divide was a political thing because you brought it out in 2017 after the Brexit referendum and the country was divided. We actually pushed it back because of that reason. We actually, it was it was meant to come in 2016, yeah. and it was the yeah. Brexit referendum and, and Trump getting in, and it was meant to come out th- the week of the election. I right. remember being like, "We should push this back to March because people will will think that." And he still thought it. I still thought it, but that's because you know not everyone's as, as sharp as me. Shape of is <laughs> hardly a political statement, though, is it? Sure. I mean, look, I'm not saying it was the play. <laughs> you know, when it first came out and I saw the title, I was like, whoa, here we go. Here we go. The country's divided and Sheeran's commenting on it. And it's got some stuff to say. I like all the calculator. Uh, well, it's not really calculator stuff. It's math stuff. Math yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, the maths came before the calculator. But I like yeah. I like the idea because all the albums have cut. So um, equals is red. Uh, divide was blue. Multiply was green. Plus was orange. And I like the idea of you see colours and then you see the symbol and then you know what the, the album is. So we can do mm. billboards all over London and it can just be red with an equal sign and mm. people will be like, oh, Ed's got a new album coming out. Yeah. Rather yeah. than shoving it. 
down people's throats. Do you think you'll ever bring out an album that's called 58,008? No, these are, I've got one more maths one and then that's yeah. that's the end of it. And I quite like, the tour's called the Mathematics Tour. Yeah. And because Americans don't say mathematics or maths, they say math. They're right. kind of like, what's yeah. that? <laughs> Thank yeah. you for not changing it to the math tour to suck up to the Americans. Well, I actually love that the fact that it's all symbols. So whoever in press has to write it out, has to find where the divide is. And you have yeah. to go on a completely separate <laughs> keyboard yeah. that you have to download. And it's just a ball ache. James made a very immature joke there. And what? huge respect to you for skimming over it. Calling the next album 58,008. That's could, just a meme it, that goes round. I wouldn't title. say that that's like an original joke. <laughs> yeah, that's like not an original joke. Ed Sheeran's next album is the square root of blah, blah, blah. Oh, so not only or... was it immature, huh? it was unoriginal. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I meant to do? It's a podcast. We can come up with original material every week. Are you kidding me? You know how many episodes we have to do per series? How many series have you done? Six. Six, man. With 20 Six. episodes each. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's like it, we've done like 130 or so. You had repeat guests, so. yeah, or is it always? No, never had repeat guests. When well, you turn it upside down, it says boobs. Yes, we know. Yep. Oh, that's some meta shit right there. He's right, okay. He no one has done it. that joke. Did, right, okay. No one has done that joke before. That's, man. <laughs> See? That's you, you owe me you an get apology. It now, Ed? Ed S? I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> you guys owe me an apology. I never finished finish school, though, so I'm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows me an apology at this table. It, I mean, it's clever. I wouldn't say it's funny. It's clever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although I am laughing, so it is funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. very, very sorry. First of all, the jokes. Clever. Yeah, you're Be not clever. getting an apology off me. Huh? You're not getting an apology well, off me. Well, by the end of this podcast, you will apologise. Right. We always start with still or sparkling water, Teddy. I would always go still, but sometimes when I'm not drinking, sparkling gives you the same. You can go out for a night out, mm -hmm. have a squeeze of lemon in sparkling water, and no one comes up to you and goes, why aren't you drinking? They just assume mm -hmm. you're having a gin and tonic. So I would go sparkling if I'm trying to not get too fucked up. If, if you were just drinking flat water and someone came up to you and went, why are you not drinking? Would that be how quickly you, you would be convinced into drinking? Yeah. yeah. Would it be that quick? Why are you not drinking? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's more the peer pressure of seeing the. F I'm not saying you can't have. F I've had great nights out sober, but I've just mm. had more fun nights out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And also, what you're saying is sometimes you'll go out, you'll have a fizzy water with a lemon in it, and you'll act like you're drunk around everyone, and you'll pretend. No, no, I'll just drink. No, oh. it's less It's less people coming up to you and forcing you to take shots. Out of all your mates, who's the one who is the most like that? Who's like. Why aren't you drinking, man? Come on. Mate, uh, I mean, he's my he's my best friend, a guy called Fred. And he would be, we had a party once and everyone fell asleep at about two. Everyone was like, we're, uh -huh. we're fucked. And he, he used to live in Dubai and he was over for like the day. And he was like, no, it's not ending. And I just remember being woken up with a Jaeger bomb. He just sort of poked me, woke me up, <laughs> gave me a Jaeger bomb. I downed it and I went, I'm still going back to sleep, Fred. <laughs> and went back to bed. Felt rough in the morning. Mate, he's the best. But he can he can rally the troops as well. If you're yeah. having, like, if everyone's dipping, he can he can rally the troops. He's like pure uni rugby lad. Yeah. So he knows all the drinking games. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Pure uni. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it, in my mind now, Fred's the one who punched your security guard in the yeah. face. Like, oh probably, Mate, he was the just, one who did it. That would just never happen. But Fred's the, Fred's the he's the start, or start and end of a party. He can just make a party happen. Even mm. if, if, if everyone's sort of flagging, he'll make it happen. So if you walked in here now, we'd probably all be partying pretty soon. Not partying, but we'd be playing drinking games. Yeah. yeah very quickly. Favourite drinking game? Uh, there's one called Sink the Bismarck, where you have a bucket 
and a and a pint glass and a bucket and you all have your drink and you all pour a little bit of water into the glass and then there's another pint glass that you pour a bit of your drink into and the person who sinks the glass so you pour tiny tiny yeah. tiny bits to keep it afloat and it gets to a point where the glass is literally like on a knife's edge of of falling and then when it goes in someone has to down down the pint with everything in it it works well if everyone's on gin and tonic because you end up just drinking gin and tonic but it's bad if yeah. like someone's on like red wine someone's on beer someone's, someone's on, on baileys yeah yeah, yeah. But that's his. Uh, you need a bucket for that one as well. That's his one. Yeah. Where if if we were we <laughs> we sometimes go like on mass as a friendship group to Ibiza and uh-huh. go to one of those day clubs, and that's one that you play with loads of random people there, mm. and it's just fun, just fun. Kevin and Perry. Kevin and Perry. That's all I know about Ibiza. That's you know all what? you know about Ibiza. Do you know what? My wife had yes. never seen it, and I was like, "How have you never seen Kevin and Perry?" So we started watching it, and I think because she's now watching it as a twenty-nine-year-old woman and not. Uh-huh. a 13 year old kid she was like yeah i don't know if i like this <laughs> yeah and it, i was like but it's cult you have to watch yeah, it it's culture like- it's pure culture yeah it is weird showing someone as an adult something that you loved as a teenager is a part of your life yeah and like your formative years and everything and you think it's a classic and then you show another adult and you're like well like oh, ali no. g ali g in the house i feel sure. like every single one of my mates had that on vhs and that yeah. was just something yeah. that we all watched and now you meet people that haven't seen it and you can't explain how why that film was important if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah. yeah martin freeman was in it oh mate yeah. i met him at when i did the hobbit um i did like a song for the for, for the hobbit and we did a press run and i remember getting pissed and being like man i just i loved ali g and <laughs> I, think, I think he wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't my biggest fan i don't think i tried to get him to do the fargo accent all the time so you're probably okay yeah you yeah. probably came off better than i did no but i remember telling him it was a seminal role because <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's ricky c in yeah, it. Okay. i remember being like ricky yeah. c man that's a seminal role <laughs> Because yeah, so even, even when you said it then, and I know you meant it, it sounded sarcastic. It wasn't though. Yeah, it I, wasn't, I know. Like, that's, seminal role. But saying Ricky C but is a seminal like, role. I didn't. Say, I, I I only saw The Office probably like four or five years ago, and I only watched it because I'd seen the David Brent on tour film. I just had never right, seen it. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I didn't know. I now watch it. And I'm like, oh, that's like that's the cultural moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hold on, hold on. Did you just say <laughs> that your way into The Office was David Brent Life on the Road? Yeah. And I got shown it because find someone the, said this is like this is like your life because I had a load of mates employed on tour, <laughs> and, and I watched it and I was like, oh man, this is quite depressing. <laughs> like, there were so many different uh, correlations. Wow! But that's I mean, a fine that's a fine way to get into it. I've just, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're just Ricky the first is. person I've met who has got into the office by watching yeah. David Brent Life on the Road. But I got into it. This is this is this you is the thing it, that, that it, yeah, the, the route the route into something great doesn't matter how you get into it. It's just. Right. I'm not having a go. <laughs> but you are. <laughs> but I, it's just blowing my mind. But you can't complain. You could, this is the thing with great shows like that that people are like yeah. very, very protective over. You can't complain how people get into them. It's like um, no. I didn't hear a Michael Jackson song re- uh, until, well, that I knew that was a Michael Jackson song until I was about 12. And I yeah. saw him on top of the pops do Rock My World. And I'm like, who's this guy? And then from there, mm-hmm. I, but I just didn't grow up with it. From that, I was like, I like his music. But yeah. you can't rag on me for not knowing something I'm before. I'm not ragging on you. You know? I'm not ragging. I knew that I knew that the offers existed. I just had yes. never seen it. No ragging going on here. You've got to stop ragging on Ed, man. Uh, listen, actually, I apologise for the ragging. <laughs> Pop-dubs or bread? Pop-dubs or bread, Ed Shearman? Pop-dubs or bread? Christ, man, it's fucking nine... <laughs> Oh no, it's ten. It's nine fifty-five. Um, this is this is my thing. In a restaurant, yes, I would never eat 
bread on a table because I'd be like, why am I filling myself up for the meal? But I would always have poppadoms. So I'd probably say poppadoms, but in a day-to-day life, I'd have bread every single morning. I just like, if, I'm go- if I've mm. gone out for a nice meal, unless it's like a, you know, like a really, really fancy restaurant, you know the bread's going to be like warm and cooked and, mm. and brought out. I'm probably not touching the bread beforehand. That's good. Oh. We don't get many people actually thinking about that. Yeah, and I appreciate but you would, it. But you would always, if you go to an Indian, Indian restaurant and they put poppadoms on the table, you would always go for them. Yeah, you've always oh, got to go for them. Just, like to get, just to get the mouth fired up, yeah. right? Get it started. But I think I, sometimes, so I went to a, a, like a three Michelin place the other day and the bread came out and it was almost a course and it was almost the best thing mm-hmm. of the meal mm-hmm. because it was made into the warm bread and you got the buttery salty stuff but i would say if i'm going like to the local italian around the corner i'm going to have some nice pasta or a pizza i wouldn't have bread before that yeah good shout yeah so what are you thinking for this meal because i was hoping you'd pick bread so i can call you bread shearing so just just keep that in mind there's ba- there's unofficial cards of me which is yeah. just like a loaf of bread with my face on it and <laughs> i'm like someone's getting paid for that but yeah. it ain't me yeah. and like i get sent them as birthday cards there's one with that says egg shearing as well yeah. right. on, on an yeah. egg that doesn't work as well but as they're, bread no, but they're in like marks and spencers and stuff and i see them oh, i'm like what? who's sanctioning this because it's not us that's kev that's yeah. oh, kev yeah, yeah. sideline side 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 yeah. 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 i can take that hit yeah. to the face I'm, I'm absolutely rolling in the bread shearing money have you ever bought one for yourself for anyone or have I get sent them a lot I get sent them a lot I got sent them as cards for when my daughter was born being like congratulations on your daughter being born (laughs) I remember opening one up being like yeah. Such a weird card yeah. to send someone. Congratulations on your daughter being born. Here's some money that she'll never see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she'll be fine. Also, I'm hoping that you choose brioche so I can call you bread sharing. Bread sharing, well. yeah. So no, brioche like, I find no one's too... Ever done that. We, got, we got into those, you know, over lockdown, you get those like burger kits that, that mm-hmm. you could... Yeah. send and cook it cook at home and brioche was always a bit too sweet for me i think i just like a standard yes. bun with sesame on the top i have said this on the podcast a lot and people always disagree with me people it's but it's not having like i'm not saying like the shitty white breads that mm-hmm. would be like 59p I'm, I'm i'm saying like a nice bread roll with some sesame seeds yeah. on the top i think is better than a brioche bun for yes. a burger. the type of rolls that you'd yes. buy from bakery for the barbecue 100 percent on board like the fl- like the, you don't want them there where they're like fluffy patty and bun do a demi brioche which go. is slightly sweet but oh, it's still go. got patty the... and bun evangelist uh, as always it's good stuff man it's, it's a, a little, demi brioche it's half sweet it's perfect it's, it's just what you need i'm up for trying that i'm up for trying there we that. go Try it. He goes on about patty and bun all the live long day. Ed, <laughs> if you get him started on it, he won't stop talking about it. I will. It's nice. I think patty and bun was one of the places I got the burger kit from. There you go. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. What What I enjoyed about it is it was sort of like being... Mate, you're just going to... I'm not even going to go into this. It was just interactive eating. I liked it. I was about to say, it was sort of like being in a restaurant, but not. And then I was like, of course, <laughs> like that's the whole point of it. <laughs> but the, the, that's a good point, though. To be fair, though, that's what was nice about those home kits, is that even though it sounds like an obvious thing to say... When you are when you are in that situation, we hadn't had that before. Yeah, it was just a nice experience to do, and it takes at least like half an hour, and so that's half an hour out of the day that's used. And you're basically you're eating like stuff that you could order from Deliveroo, really, but you feel less guilty because you spent a bit of time mm. making it. So this is in in Suffolk. There's no uh, well, actually, there might be an Ipswich, but in Framlingham, where I live, there is no Deliveroo or or Uber. So I have people come visit and they're like, yeah, I'll just Uber home. I'm like, no, you won't. You'll book a taxi a week in advance and you'll be happy about it. (laughs) So there's nothing on Deliveroo? No, but there's like two kebab shops nearby that I will drive into and they're because they're five minutes away. I'll ring them up just before I get, I'll like, can I have a chicken wrap? And then I'll order it. And by the time I get there, it's done. I'll pick it up and go home. So it's kind of... Do you feel like you made an effort for that as well, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, but then I'll like probably eat it before I go home. <laughs> <laughs> Did you choose Papa Dom's or bread? I can't remember. Pop- well, I think, we I, went I, think I chose Papa Dom's. Yeah, we went with Papa Dom's. Needs needs a good dip though. What dip? What dip you? Think I just think mango chutney. Even the other ones even getting a look in? Not really. No, they're they're always brought out. There's there's a really fantastic Indian restaurant I go to in London called um, Jim Carner, and there's yes. always there's always three different. Or maybe even four different things, and I just always smash the uh, the mango chutney and then get more of that. We're big, yeah. big fans of Jim Carner on this podcast. So yeah. this is the life hack that I've uh, found there: that the butter chicken and the rice mm. is way too much for one person. I always found myself being really full, but if you split it between two people, it's the perfect amount. Is that your order in most Indian restaurants? You go for the butter chicken? No, I'm actually a vindaloo man. I really like vindaloo. Ah. I, I know that's crazy, but I'll go veg. I'll go veg usually. I think in a place like Jim Carner, it's quite good chicken. But mm-hmm. I, if I'm if I'm any like anywhere around the country and I just want a curry, I'll usually go veg just up to be on the safe side. Munchak biryani, man. Every yeah. time I'm at, at Jim Carner, yeah. Well, I say every time, as if I'm in there all the time. But like every time I've been, and that was a cook. That was the best cook. That was at home the best kit. cook. At home I, kit. That's the best cook. At home yeah, the Jim Carner one. I've been doing that whenever whenever friends of mine have um, babies. I yeah. will say because I, f- I find that when you have a kid, you lose date night mm-hmm. because you're yeah. suddenly looking looking after the kid like every second of the day. But sometimes it will get to like Friday night and they'll be asleep and you can't go out. But it's quite nice to. So I send these kits to people, friends of mine have kids, and then on a Friday night they'll it will like be going to Jim Carner, but. Wow, so when your friends have babies, you send them a Jim Carner cook-at-home kit? We, the last few, we've had a, a really close friend have babies in Suffolk, and I found the best thing that you can send someone, because everyone sends stuff for the babies firstly, but they always forget about the mother, and it's a, it's a, it's a massive change and a massive shift and a huge, like, birth itself is pretty fucked up. And the best thing to do is send, like, scented candles or, like, a nice bath salt or something and frozen lasagnas that they can just put That's in good. put in the freezer and not think about and they go what's for dinner tonight that frozen lasagna so i usually would send like a stack of 10 so yeah, yeah i think it's thinking thinking ahead i might have a kid now oh this is if you get but if a friend of yours lasagna. has a kid don't send them like obviously send them cute clothes or whatever mm. because that is mm. that is lovely as well but just maybe send them a frozen meal or a cook at home meal or yeah something for the mum man That's a good shout probably the nicest person we've ever had on the podcast <laughs> You've never had anyone this nice on I feel the like a, I feel like a piece of shit. What the hell? I never, I never think about the mother. My own sister's got kids. I was exactly the same. A friend would have a kid. I'd send him a teddy bear and a, and a onesie and then be done with Literally it. But just yesterday, gave a toy monkey to my friend who's just had a baby. And that's, and, that's, oh. and that's totally fine. But I'm saying from having a kid, yeah. I realised, fuck, like... It's all right. I'm seeing him frozen... next week. I'm taking a frozen lasagna with me. Ex- and yeah. he will appreciate that so much. I promise Although you. Although he's got to get it home, so it'll probably be defrosted by the time. Sure, but then even better. Or just send him, send him a, send him a patty and bun cook kit. I'm gonna send him a. He's vegetarian, but I'm still gonna do that. Yeah, what, yeah. Pa- what patty and bun don't do veggie? Oh yeah, they probably do. But I'm gonna Everywhere send him a meat does. one. So I grew up veggie, right? And the veggie options when you were a kid were shit. And I just remember always. It's probably why I started eating meat. I got to 13. I was at school. Sausage rolls were there. There was burgers, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck this!" But now the vegetarian option is now better than the fucking meat option. Linda McCartney was like the top top. But I, yeah. I remember although the corn like fake chicken burgers on tour. There was a, our tour chef would make like a fake KFC zinger burger with that. Ah, and it was banging. When when I, when I was doing my. Uh B-Tech in music practice course in Northampton College um, for two years. <laughs> Me and my friend Graham every Friday went and got Zinger Tower burgers from KFC and would watch the extreme sports on the TV. Go on. Perhaps see why he didn't continue in music because that's what he spent his time doing when he should have been learning about it. Yes, wasn't practising. <laughs>
We get onto your proper dream meal now, starting with your dream starter. Is this from a specific place or is it like a general dish? So I fucking love nigiri. I yeah, love, I yeah. love I love nigiri, and there is a place where me and my wife go for our anniversary, which mm-hmm. is the Iraqi in London. Which is uh, on my ca- so this is what I love about restaurants is where it's taken out of your hands, mm-hmm. and there's no me- well, there is a menu, but you rarely wouldn't look at it, and it's like a tasting thing, and someone just goes, "Hey, here's something you'll like," and you eat it, and you go, "Yeah, I like that," and here's something else you like, and I find. Omakase sushi is so much of that because sushi is a minefield sometimes. You go, I don't fucking know. And having a chef go, hey, try that. Hey, try that. And it's such a quick thing. You don't use any cutlery. It's just with with your hands. And I, I love that. So I would say nigiri and I would say uh, medium fatty tuna nigiri. Mm, very nice. I love it. Tuna's the way to go. Tuna. Yeah. 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 Although it, we probably should slow down a bit. Yes. With yeah. tuna. You know? Sure. To be fair. Absolutely, we should all slow down on tuna. <laughs> they're massive. Yeah. Have you seen a tuna? They're huge. That's the problem, though, right? We should all get one big tuna at the beginning of the year. Yes. And we've got a, we've got a portion portion ourselves. This is what the uh, the like top top sushi restaurants in Japan do. You know, the, they'll sell tunas for like a million pounds. Yeah. And mm. one sushi restaurant will buy that tuna for a million pounds, and then that that will just be them for a long time. Wow, I didn't know that. So and it's good publicity because people will go, "Oh, they bought the million pound tuna." They bought the million pound tuna. If that, if that had hurt, though, wouldn't it? Spending a million pounds on a tuna. I imagine so. Yeah, imagine <laughs> so. Imagine, imagine not refrigerating it properly. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It would be really gutting if people didn't say they bought the million pound t- tuna. If I bought a million pound tuna and no one talked about it, I'd be like, "What the fuck did I do that for?" <laughs> bought a million pound. I spent a million put on that tuna. Yeah. At least want people to say. I want to hear people saying when I walk past, "He bought the million pound tuna." I feel like they wouldn't be saying it in a nice way, though, about you. They'd be like, oh, man. Well, especially, yeah. especially well, I don't a restaurant. So if I just bought a million pound tuna... <laughs> you didn't have a restaurant yeah. or a fridge that could fit, fill yeah. it. You yeah. just had this thing rotting well, in your house. What have yeah. you done that for? It's like, I sent it to a new mum. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent it over. There's oh. a million pound tuna for you. I know it can be, it can be hard. It can be tricky being a new mum. People There's don't often think about the mum. Very, very, very good. Thank you. Very, Got very fist bump for Ben Sheeran there. Very, very good. This Pretty is good. where I see the professional comedian come out. Here we comes out i mean we're about half an hour into the podcast so. I'll, be, I'll be i'll be throwing them out left right and center but finally you ain't got a fist bump over there Mr. No, Pat, no, no, i'm Patty not looking bun. for one i'm not looking for one no well you're not gonna get it with that attitude tuna nigiri fatty tuna nigiri as well yeah. you want a proper medium fatty specifically yeah medium well do, do iraqi do they do three tunas well one's like normal one's medium fatty and one's really fatty mm. and they're all they're all great it's mate it's a great spot it's one of these places where, because it's quite, it's a wait to get into. So when you're there, you really, really appreciate it. Feels like a special mm-hmm. night out. Yeah. Well, there's only like 10, 10 seats, I think. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. And it's um, it's just great. It's just great. Probably That's probably my favorite restaurant in the world, I'd say. My mum refuses to eat sushi. She just doesn't like the thought of raw fish. She eats fish, but she just thinks it's, she's actually very open-minded with food. But with this, she's always like, no, I'll never touch it. Doesn't want to eat it. Do you have a message for her? For her? Do you know what? I used to be a pizza and chips man and that was all all I ate and then when I started traveling the world my thing of it was if if a whole culture goes this is our thing and we love it then I'm going to give it a go mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a go because when you go into any restaurant and there's a chef there and they specialize in something it it has to be good it has to be it's probably a way of like easing into it if she mm-hmm. went to more of a, a Californian Japanese restaurant she could probably ease into it a bit more because it's more westernized i guess and uh-huh. then and then she'll be like oh i quite like this and then she could start trying stuff i think if she goes straight into nigiri 
maybe she wouldn't sure. like it. But I think yeah. try, maybe try like a uh, soft shell crab tempura roll first. You know. Yeah, I wonder if I could get that pasta. My dad sure loves soft can. shell crab. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing he loves now. He didn't used to love it, and now he's always, he texted me the other day saying just ate a soft shell crab, and then he wrote, he wrote ooh. Well, yeah. I never, I never, I never really loved um, nigiri. It was always the part of the. I would go just pure Californian rolls with mm-hmm. fried stuff in the middle with like mayonnaise on top. But I think going to Japan and I think having a, me- a menu taken away from you is is the key where someone just goes, you'll like this and you just try new things. I went to, my, my friend had a pop-up at Quality Wines and he runs like a, actually a good food delivery thing called Decatur that do like shrimp boils and stuff. I went to, I went to that the other night and he went, do you, want, do you want to order stuff or should I just bring you stuff out? I went, just bring me stuff out. That's brilliant. Take the decision out of my hands. What I didn't realise was he brought us everything on the menu. I mean, literally everything so you're just on the menu. So trying little bits? Not trying little bits. The no, whole thing. eating the whole thing of every dish that came Christ. out. And we rolled out of that place. <laughs> we felt awful. It was a really horrible end to the night. Well, you've sent me photos of, of food from that place, and it's massive. Yes. It's humongous. Well, this is the key with, with trying stuff on the menu. Is it has to be... So I didn't. I I always went to Jim Carner and I just ordered a, a butter chicken and, and rice. And then the other night I was like, oh, there's a tasting menu. And I've been going mm. there for like seven or eight, eight eight years. But the tasting menu is more bite sized stuff. So yeah. So uh, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, it needs to be like if there's like a burger on the menu of this place that you go to, it should be a little bit of it. And then you try that. I can't do it, Ed. I can't do it. No. If I've got to finish it, I've got to I've got to clean the plate. No, no. I mean they should be offering you a little bit rather than. <sighs> I think he was I'm doing a, it to I'm test a, me. I I'm think he was doing to it to test me. We did, did you have a strict dad when you were younger? Uh, no, not really. Mad. But actually, he's very. Uh, my dad is very like clean the plate. Went, yeah. I'm a child of the fifties. You got to eat everything. Exactly, you same. can't waste anything. So say, we never wasted. <laughs> we never wasted anything, and that's that's the most difficult thing about trying to eat in America is the portion sizes are huge, and I always feel. Now, I used to always finish them, but then I turned into a fat cunt. And then uh, now when I what? go back, I, I have to just ask, can you yeah, just yeah, yeah. half or, or quarter it? Um, yeah, Ed's dad's crazy. Yeah, he's a mad, he's a mad man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, just a weird guy. He's not, I mean, you're the, you're the weirdest guy I know. If that I don't think in. you are. I think no. you put this on. We, <laughs> we hung, I do, I do we hung before the podcast <laughs> yes. and I was like... I wouldn't have guessed, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly what's, you switch it on. What's really interesting is uh, you're having a lovely chat before the podcast. Yes. You said, and you never said this to a guest before. I'm quite weird on the podcast, yeah. And now you are being weirder than you have ever been on the podcast. And I really respect yeah. it. Yeah, I really, I love, I love, I love <laughs> being weirder. But also, it's because Ed Sheeran is such a nice and normal man. Yeah, that I feel like in order to address the balance, I have to go even weirder yeah. because. Um, you're a very nice, normal... I'm, I'm sure you've heard that before. You can go weirder if you want. Thank you. You can do. Do you remember when uh, Chris Ramsey got you to sing a song in the toilet? <laughs> that was my, my toilet. It was your it toilet? Might, yeah, yeah. I just bought that house and he came for like just before New Year or something. And uh, yeah, I can't remember why... Oh, it was Christmas. And I was singing yes. a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was like 2012. I just... I bought my house in February of that of that year. And yeah. I was very proud of it. But it was... I, it was it didn't really turn into a house until my wife moved in because it was just mattresses on the floor and like mm-hmm. one television with a PlayStation kind of thing. But uh, that was was Chris's idea because I remember he did a it was a he filmed because he had his Nando's jumper on mm-hmm. his Nando's Christmas jumper. He wanted to get a black card. He wanted to get a black card, yeah. and who knows? We I guess we can't legally did. say if he succeeded. I think he did. I think he did get one, but Nando's it's they uh, don't exist. The black card doesn't exist. I can, mate, yes. I can show you it. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, well, fair enough. There we go. Ed, you're not supposed to say they exist. Have you got one of the rules? No, because they don't exist. 
You've got one, haven't you? No, because they don't exist. I'll tell you this, Ed. <laughs> Mate, example point... showed one on camera. That's example. Examples. Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why example got one? Um, got one originally. He was the first ever person to get one, mm. and he got one originally because he put them on the front cover of his mixtape. If you look at "We Didn't Invent the Remix," there's a Nando's on the cover, and they were just like, "Yeah, I guess here's a, here's a black card." Genuinely, I have Nando when I'm when because I'm not in London all the time, but I genuinely, genuinely have it every single lunch when I'm here. Claire will tell you. If, yeah. Like if I'm doing promo, it's always an extra hot chicken wrap and a and a coleslaw. Every time, and uh, and and it's like every single day because it's I'm a I'm a creature of habit, and I just want some. Sometimes you just want the same thing every yes. every time. Like I'll try, I'll have like a different dinner, but I just like the same lunch. Nando's is good for that as well because it's consistent yeah. across the country, but not across the world. Different no, yeah. different tastes and flavors in South Africa, where it's created different tastes and flavors in Canada. Really different tastes and flavors in Australia. Yes. And I sat with the. I went to South Africa and I got invited to a shabbat at um, the owner's house, and he had all, all his family around. Big big um, Jewish party. It was amazing. And I was talking to him, and I was like, "Why does it taste different here? And why does it taste in Australia?" And he's like, "Because the taste buds around the world and the trends of what people like actually change. So England quite like a zesty spice and." The, the, our extra hot here is like really really spicy because that's what we dig if you go to any fast food restaurant now there's always something on the menu that will blow your head off whereas it was quite plain 20 years ago and he said it's just different in Canada and different in uh, Australia and different in South Africa so they just shift it just we, to let you know I imagine that entire conversation being conducted with a giant cockerel yes he's like co- do you know cockerel. as a, as a company like a he does amazing things as a company I mean they, what they do in the com, like community over there and all the all the stuff in the restaurants here all the art is all local artists from there all, all the music is local artists mm. and they give they give back really give back to the community and it was I went to go and do some stuff for them there I went to do a chat and see the studio and stuff like that but yeah i liked it and okay. i liked him but you did not give a straight yes or no answer to is he a giant cockerel yeah so that makes me think he, he is he a giant, is a giant cockerel, cockerel and with... you were avoiding the question well yeah. there's two people that that cr- created it so he is not but the other guy might be right okay so you haven't met the other guy he might be a giant cockerel okay will you uh join me in saying that new zealand nandos can suck it <laughs> forever because it's uh, the worst nandos i've ever been to there was a lot wrong with my visit to New Zealand. Oh, they Nando's. had it in New Zealand. I've never been to New Zealand. I've only yeah, been yeah. to... Yeah, New Zealand Nando's went very badly. No one joined. No one greeted me at the door and, and asked me if I've been to Nando's before. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to take, I had to take a seat myself. Um, you had to just get a bottle of drink. They didn't have the bottomless uh, soft drinks. Oh, mate. Um, but that's half the thing with the crushed ice. Exactly. Oh, and listen, listen to this, Ed. I went the other night and I think they've got new drinks machines and they've got cherry pepsi max available there you go man so so when i was on when i was on on the circuit and i was i, I know we said but i did like uh, camden camden head and stuff when i was on that circuit they didn't sell nando sauce in the supermarket so all the only way you could get it is steal it and mm. i remember going into a nando's and i remember bumping into my cousin straight afterwards and i was really it was the only thing i've ever <laughs> stolen in my life and i was really shaky afterwards it's like why are you so shaky and i was like i've just stolen a bottle of nando sauce a whole bottle and this is how the universe got me back i went on a tube to a gig i arrived at a gig and the bottle had smashed in my bag yeah all oh, over my loop my pedal God. my equipment everything how spicy was it it was uh, i think it was a medium i think right, it was a medium okay. yeah could have been worse um so nando's i'm sorry i took a sauce from dalston nando's in 2008 yeah you deserved that you yeah. got instant karma yeah instant, yeah instant karma and for like a year my loop station smelled of nando's <laughs> just like a Not constant bad. reminder yeah. today's episode of off menu is sponsored by aura james are you ready to win mother's day 
I am Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an all digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So is your dream main course Nando's or are we going somewhere else? I'd probably go curry. I'd probably go mm. curry with some naan. That'd be interesting to have sushi as a starter for that, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or it would be a vodka rigatoni pasta. One of those, but really Let's spicy. Let's hear about that. I've not heard of a vodka rigatoni before. So it's the first time I had it was in this restaurant in America called Carbone. And they don't really, I've never really found it in, in Italy. I think it's like an Italian-American cre- creation, but it's like spicy, creamy tomato pasta. And it's really great. I, put, I actually put it on the menu at my um, bar in Notting Hill just to have it somewhere where you could eat it in, in, in London. So if you ever want to try it, it's a, I'm not going to plug my fucking No, do. Bag, no, absolutely plug <laughs> your bar. Do. I'd love to hear about okay, this. Okay, on Portobello Road, it's called Bertie Blossoms. They, uh, but you know what I'd, I hate about lots of, you go to a pub and there's like a huge menu and mm. you go, you can't do all of these things mm-hmm. amazingly. Yeah. So we, we tried to do, there's three mains that are spot on and the, and there's lots and lots of little starters that you can go to. But the mains are, you have a steak and chips, fish and chips and uh, this vodka rigatoni. But the rigatoni is just banging. I see, I mean, you say you don't want to plug it, but as soon as you said that, I'm like, I'm going to go to Bertie Blossoms and get a vodka rigatoni. Yeah. I'd say if like, it's the, it's my favorite pasta in, London, and I'm not just saying that because mm-hmm. it's it's my place. But I go there if I've got like a free afternoon. Like I would go there later today just to get that pasta, and then I'd go elsewhere. Who is Bertie Blossoms? So it's owned by me and my manager, and Bertie is his wife Liberty, uh-huh. and Blossoms is my wife Cherry Blossom. So Bertie Blossoms. That's we were nice. trying to think of a name, and like that that just fit because Lib Lib runs the bar as well. So right. Okay. It, yeah, it just fit. It sort of sounds like a really wanky posh boy place. Oh, we should go to Bertie's. You know? <laughs> like, but it's it's actually a really nice like home cook bar with great. There's good beers on tap. There's like a great wine selection. That my mate, my mate's a um, sort of wine merchant sommelier guy. So he's picked a great wine selection. And then Lib's a fiend for champagne. So if you like champagne, 
she's got you covered. I like the thought of a man called Bertie Blossoms. Who goes, that's, I don't really think of like a posh boy. I think of like a, no, no, quite I'm not an, saying an the eccentric man. man. I'm saying the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shall we go to Bertie's? Yeah. Yes. Bertie, no, I think Bertie Blossoms would be posh. I think, no. I think, I think he'd be, be on the team, on the rugby team with, with your friend Fred. A big mad hat, a top hat. I'd be walking around and it would like open and close at the top, the top hat. What? And he would be all over the place. And Pastor would come out the top the of the big hat. big bow tie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bertie if you, Blossoms, mate, if you yeah. guys, if you guys want to go, let me know. I'll, I'll make Thank sure you. they take care we, we will we'll take yes. you up on that i'm ordering the vodka rigatoni what are you ordering ed well i did want the vodka rigatoni but as you know i can't order the same as anyone else what do you think about that see i i would actually always order the same as someone because i would never want to feel like their meal was i, I never want to look across the plate and get right. meal and, and well then if, went if we went if we wow. if we went out for a meal we'd be stuck in an infinite ordering loop yeah because every time i chose what i wanted you'd order the same and no we just go we just go you bring out what you want and they just yeah because then you know, yeah, that's then we're sorted. Actually, choice is taken out of our yeah. hands. Yeah, and as we know, this guy will finish every single morsel. Every single morsel, even if I feel like I'm about to explode. I won an ice cream eating competition in America because of that. And <laughs> tell us every single detail. Yes, please I was, tell us this. How old was, were you? When was it? Where was it? I was twenty. How many other people were in the competition? I was Twenty-two, and I was on tour with Taylor Swift, and yeah. she had invited my family to go and stay with her. In How Bro- did she do in the ice cream eating competition? <laughs> uh, she played Eye of the Tiger over and over and over. And was going. You can do it. You can do it. Okay, let me tell. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you the story. So we get. So my did, brother did Taylor Swift put all the ice cream in a blender and have it as a drink. My, a shake. My brother. Uh, so shake, she can shake, shake it, it off. Right. Shake yeah, there it you go. Um, my brother. Like <laughs> no fist bump. No fist bump for that one. <laughs> no. Both of them are here. No, that's they're just take, putting them out there. If you want to bump them, taking a bit. If of you want to bump them, they're right a there. A bit of pop culture and a thing that they're people there. enjoy. If you want to bump them, I'll go on. Yeah. So she had invited us to her place in Rhode Island so we got there and she said there's this great little ice cream place in in the town we went there and they had this ice cream eating competition called the big kahuna challenge and at this point I'm as you said like you finish everything on your plate and I was like I can do this. Yeah. Like, I know I can do this. And it's something. it was something crazy, like two litres of ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I can do that. So I said, we'll do it. I'm there with Taylor and my brother. And they bring this ice cream out. But you have to add toppings. And I stupidly said gummy bears, which are... <laughs> You know they're gonna they're gonna fill they're gonna fill you up. So I start I start eating this thing and I get maybe halfway through and I go, man, I'm killing this. And then because it's Taylor, lots of fans started turning up. So in the end, there's like twenty or thirty young girls going, you can do it, Ed, you can do it. So I'm eat, eating this thing. I get to sort of three quarters and I start shivering. And I'm like, oh man, this is actually really really fucked up. And I'm there and I'm I'm, shiv- I'm shivering. I've got like one and a half litres of ice cream in me with these with these gummy bears and I'm, I'm, I'm shivering but then I've got this, the pressure of all these kids watching me and Taylor's playing Eye of the Tiger and my brother like my brother still says to this to this to this day like and I've had a lot of achievements in my life my brother still says the proudest he's ever been of me is when I finished the Big Kahuna Challenge so, oh, so I finish it everyone's like yay and I go I have to go to the toilet and I go to the toilet and I was, when I say I projectile vomited <laughs> out of my nose out of ice cream and it's chocolate ice cream it goes all over the floor of the toilet and i'm like oh, man there's 20 kids in here they're gonna come in here and think <laughs> that i've shat all over the floor <laughs> so then i had to clean it up so i'm there wiping all this oh. like melted ice cream but like i was in there for probably like half an hour anyway cleaned cleaned they it all up happened. went yeah. went outside everyone's like yeah 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 and um yeah, I got a T-shirt. They took my picture and they put it on the wall. Oh, my God. And I felt very proud to be on the wall. I think lots of people have done the challenge now, but at the time, my stomach could take a lot. And now yeah. it's... Um, 
Oh, imagine being one of those gummy bears. What a wild ride those guys went on. <laughs> oh, man. If you ever get, but if you're ever going to do... Ed Sheeran, where am I going? I Ten minutes tiger. later. Whoa! <laughs> Coming out of a Blake's nose. <laughs> Was one of the people who finished the challenge before you named Mitch? No. Why well, have you checked? There's a bloke on YouTube called Matt Stoney. That have, yeah. I've seen, yeah, I've mate, seen Matt he, Stoney. He yeah. eats, eats like 25 Big Macs in 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Crazy. And he's tiny as well. It's insane. <gasps> Why didn't... He what? ate a twenty thousand calorie burger that I watched. I, I watched him do. That it was something like eight kilograms. Sorry, is that his YouTube channel? Is just Matt Stoney eating all the big food? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, it's mate. It's insane what he does. His shits must be insane. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I wonder? Insane. When, that when be I, a separate YouTube channel. When I did the uh, the hot ones, I, what I said afterwards, I was like, the the hot ones should not be a half an hour interview. It should be a day documentary about. <laughs> Because I had to fly, I had to fly home after that with like I had a, a six or seven month old baby, and just my piss stung, my face stung. I was still crying. Don't know what was going on the the, the, the other end, but like the documentary should be that. But that bloke does it five days a week. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He must have. Yeah. He must have some yeah. issues down. There. I don't think he leaves that chair. No. no. <laughs> Your dream side dish. Do you know it's always good to have a side salad just uh-huh. just so it makes you feel a little bit better. Sure. A little bit better. So I would say a green salad with cucumber. Just to just cut to, through. Just to cut through. I'm saying else. this, but I, I don't actually want that. I'm just that that's yeah. that's, that's just a mental. Dream, yeah, that's yeah. just a mental thing to make me feel. I think um, mate, a bowl of chips. Yeah. Just yeah. a bowl of chips. Now we're talking. Yeah. Just a bowl of chips, and then if it's the vodka rigatoni, you soak it up with the chips. Yeah. Mm. What kind of chips are we talking? Chunky chip shop chips. Are we talking the the triple fried cup? No, ones, no, I don't French like fries. the triple. I don't. I, so I don't really like French fries. I love chip shop chips, but they wouldn't fit in mm-hmm. a, if we if we were doing it. But it's the. Do you know like the kind of fat? Rectangular ones like McCain oven chips, but yeah. not McCain oven. Like yeah. actually, like cut potato ones that are fried. Those yeah. those ones. So not like too chunky and not. Tri- I find the triple fried ones are just a bit too me- messed up. Did you find that the pandemic ruined chips for you? No, go because on. they always arrived soggy. Right. Yeah. I just found I just stopped eating chips. Yes, I definitely did stop eating chips during the. Pa- I, I, yeah, I wasn't even ordering them for yeah. that reason because they would just arrive soggy. Yeah. I mean, you're not having yeah. them in a restaurant. I wouldn't really order chips on delivery anyway i don't think no you sort of learn learn your lesson yeah and i wouldn't do like oven chips ever I'd never oven think chips in an air fryer that's that's where you it's got at. an air fryer got my mum got me an air fryer for christmas yeah Lovely. And it's banging I, I only do oven i do oven chips and uh um bird's eye chicken dippers in it i get a wrap and oh. i put loads of salad in it i put some bird's eye chicken dippers in it and i put nando's sauce on it that was <laughs> <laughs> you basically do a nando's wrap yeah, yeah. Wrap. a crispy nando's yeah i was gonna say earlier when you said that you favor the nando's wrap extra hot that is also my order. My man. But thank you. Fist bump again. Yeah. Ed, you got no fist bumps I'm over there. I'm fine. That is sad. I, I fist thank bumped you, you when you came in. Yeah, exactly. Thank there. you. Um, but also, I don't want a fist bump from a couple of rap boys. Thank you. Oh. Oh, no. So I, if I'm trying oh. to be healthy, I go butterfly chicken, corn on the cob, matcha yeah. peas. But when I, sometimes you're on the move and yeah. you're like, I've got like two minutes to eat lunch, get a wrap, smash a coleslaw. I have received a lot of grief on this podcast for not only getting the wrap. Well, strap in for this, Ed. Because in the wrap i also always put cheese and pineapple what do you think about that ed sheeran um i wouldn't i wouldn't personally do it but i so i love a just normal margarita pizza but if i ever go domino's or pizza hut or papa john's uh hawaiian is great oh my gosh yes it is great i'm not saying traditional pizza restaurant i'm not gonna take your fist bump back i'm not gonna go to napoli and ask for a fucking but if you're going if you're going pizza hut (laughs) 
that is, I feel like that is acceptable. It's, te yeah. it's technically cake anyway. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. It is a big old cake. I had my 29th birthday at Pizza Hut in uh, um, <laughs> Bella, Bella Horizonte. Wow. Um, in, in Brazil. They were like, what do you want to do for your birthday? In Brazil? And you I was like, Brazil? You went to Pizza Hut for your birthday? Yeah. I was just like, I, I used to go to Pizza Hut parties as a kid. And I was like, fuck it. Let's rent a Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. Bring in some, we had some fucking nice wine as well. So we got these like, <laughs> we got these like Jeroboams of really, really good wine with pizza. And everyone had a great time. Yeah. We ate, we ate pizza. We had the garlic bread. We drunk some we stood at the ice cream factory and, for an hour and a half with Taylor Swift. So, yeah, they didn't have, so, so th that was one thing they didn't have. They didn't have an ice cream factory or oh. a drinks. It was sort of like a takeaway pizza hut, but they had tables in it. But they they wow. sort of blacked off all the windows, so right. so no one could see in. And we just, it was really fun. It was really fun. We we had we had little birthday hats. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Who was there? Who was there at the twenty uh, ninth? Uh, there's a artist called Passenger, who's a uh -huh. singer songwriter that was touring with me. There was my I had a few of my school friends there. Um, my friend Fred, actually, the guy that um, yes. We sort of, his birthday is the day before mine, so it's kind of like a joint thing. Nice. Uh, and then some of my tour crew. And then there was a guy who had a house that threw us a party afterwards. So we went there, but I left. And um, my friends carried on to like midday the next day. I remember getting up, I woke up at like 8 a.m. I went to the gym, watched half a movie, blah, blah, blah. And I went in my friend's room in the hotel. I was like, fucking hell, you're still going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And they're just there in silence, staring at a computer screen, listening to Bon Iver. <laughs> <laughs> your dream drink, then. We kind of, that segues quite nicely into your dream drink. Uh, now, we, we talk a bit about drinks. Yeah. Even before the podcast, are you going to go an alcoholic drink? Or you yeah, going, I'd say so. I'd, you fancy I, one of the fancy Pizza Hut wines? Uh, yeah, probably. I gave uh. up... Spirits. I will have spirits like every now and then, but I find spirits they just don't mm. suit me. And I love beer and I love wine, and I never want to. I would never want to give up alcohol. But I feel like if I went down the spirits route anymore, mm -hmm. it would. I would probably have to at some point. And I do feel that the key to beer is one and a half beers. I don't think mm. it ever gets better. Nothing good. gets better than the first pint. And once you finish the first pint, you go. But I want another one. But if you get to the end of the second, it's. So I, I'm always like one and a half pints. And then I'll move on to wine. And wine, really, I'm sort of open to what, whatever. I'll usually go like regional if I'm in a country. I really like some of the, the new world wines. I really like Australian wine. I really like um, Californian. But I do go French a lot. French and Italian. Are you, are you leaning more towards a red French wine then for your dream drink? Yes. And I think if I'm having a vodka rigatoni, I would go Burgundy. Or maybe something heavier, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd start off with a bottle of Burgundy and move to a bottle of Bordeaux. He's a big wine guy. I'm not a big wine. I mean, yeah, I, you are. I like wine, but I think to claim to be a big wine guy is really wading into deeper waters than I can handle. My wife got me a sommelier, sommelier course for my birthday. So Amazing. I could actually, I could actually, I really, really like it. I never really liked wine until I was like 24. Mm-hmm. I think because I had just always drunk box wine as a kid. So you just have the goon bag and you have, and I still don't like white, white wine. I still can't do white, white all white wine just tastes like medicine to me. But, yeah. but reds, I have really delved into and I really like, I really like a good red. That, you, the white wine, red wine thing is so hard because I was like that for a long time. I just wouldn't drink white wine because the bad white wines you have when you start drinking will put you off. I think, I think that's it. And I think I'll probably from this sommelier course learn how to appreciate white, but it just all, I just, I just don't, don't like it. And I like basing a meal around a bottle of red. So my, 
if I've had an achievement of of something, my way to market is I will like so for the end of the tour, I'll be I'll be saying, okay, well, this is the end of the tour, and for that day, I'm gonna get this bottle of wine, and I'm gonna have this meal around it, and then and then at the end of the meal, I have a shelf in my house that is just full of wine bottles that are all signed and dated, and this restaurant and this uh, this date, and then all the people that are there sign it, and then you're left with all these these memories basically every achievement that i have had for the last maybe four or five years is marked with a bottle of wine that is on a shelf now that i remember i remember the date and 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 the memory in that i don't spunk money on wine and just go i'm just going to drink this because it's a tuesday night but i'll buy a really really nice bottle of wine and then have it in my cellar and look forward to drinking it on a specific day if that makes sense it does make sense and also like i'm sitting here quite regretful now that i've not marked any of the achievements of my life with anything <laughs> so, like, I, I i i don't think i've got any anything in my flat that kind of represents anything i've done start doing it and start just doing got, it with oh. wine start doing it w- with wine bottles because you look back in, at these amazing nights i, I had a friend yeah. I, had, I had a friend uh, who passed away in 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 march and i actually got the idea from from him because every time we go over to his house we'd sign a bottle and his house is just full of these things and he was a music promoter so he He's got like Bruce Springsteen, mm. Frank Sinatra. He did like all the, all these amazing people and these amazing meals on on bottles. So I just started. I adopted it from from him. I, I guess a nice thing as well is when he had passed away. I had all these memories on my wall as well of nights mm. that we'd we'd had together. I bought like a half bottle of uh, Chateau Margot, and that was the first meal that we'd had back in the house with with our daughter. But it was a tiny bottle, so my wife could like have a sip of it. And so we've got Lyra's first meal, and that's on the shelf. I've got my thirtieth birthday. I've got my dad's sixty third, fourth. My mum's sixtieth. Just it's mm. just nice memories i'd recommend doing it i'm gonna copy that idea yeah. i think it's also have you got all the wine bottles of all your achievements and, and amongst that is an ice cream bottle covered in six <laughs> no actually. biggest achievement no well i would t- my brother thinks that's my biggest achievement yeah, yeah you my got brother's mark very very proud of did that. you go out afterwards and go gotta buy the wine because we've got to mark this achievement even though i feel like I'm no gonna i only again. started my first wine marking was 2016 i think oh, and yeah? that was that good was year? 2013 it was yeah it was, a, it was a good year my favorite my favorite year of wine to get is 2011 because that's the first year I actually had success. So I've, right. I, oh mate, there's, so there's this one. What I, the wine that I proposed to my wife with, I was like, I want to drink that wine every every year, one once a year for mm-hmm. the rest of my life. And I ordered uh, what I thought was 60 bottles, but it was 60 cases of six. So I've just oh my I, god, it arrived. 60 cases, bro. <laughs> and it wasn't like <laughs> man. I hope that managed last. <laughs> So do I. Yeah, yeah. So do I. Uh, and if it doesn't, I've got enough to drown myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. We always go straight yeah. to the cellar. Yeah. Well, here we go. <laughs> another day, another case. We arrive at your dream dessert, my favourite course. Um, and I'm quite optimistic here that it's going to be a good one because you've won an ice cream eating competition. I can tell that, you know, you like sweet things. We're not going to go down the awful cheese board route or anything like that. But do, Ed, if you do feel like you want to get a cheese board, you should get a cheese board. I would never... I See, I think cheese board at the end is a mistake. I think yeah. cheese board would, for starters. I think that's what okay. you need for, yeah. for, for sure. starters. Yeah. Just to, you know, excite the palate with a yeah. bit of fucking mould. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Don't end on mould. Start on mould. Yeah. Um, well, it depends. It depends where 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 you are. If, it, if it's a fancy restaurant, those they're like apple. I want to just say apple tart, but it's apple tart 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 Yeah, tart tart tart. They're always done really well in a great restaurant. But I think if you're in like a my security guard Kevin and my manager Stuart fucking love Hard Rock Cafe, so we'll be. <laughs> we were in Japan and we shot we shot the I don't care video and my mate Emil had flown over for the day like literally a day and he was like right 
going out for sushi and I'm like, no, sorry, we're going out to Hard Rock. <laughs> this is amazing. Pizza Hut in Brazil. Yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. In I went Japan. to Hard Rock Cafe in uh me and my wife went to Antarctica with with my uh, with my with my manager Stuart and my security guard and in Ushuaia, which is the last place in Argentina that you're at before you go to Antarctica. Yeah. There's a Hard Rock and <laughs> and they're sort of like it's it's not like Michael Jackson's glove, but it's like yeah. Kylie Minogue's sock or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Really, it's and, really bottom of the and, barrel stuff. And I think they were quite freaked out that I was there because I don't think anyone well-known has <laughs> yeah. ever... Because well-known people aren't really going to go into a hard, hard rock because you, are, yeah, you yeah. are going to get trouble. But we love it so much that we just end up there. So I'm saying if we're in a hard rock, something like a profiterole or one of those massive like... Is there anything of yours in a hard rock cafe displayed somewhere? Yeah, I, I get asked to... I just don't... I'm really there all the time. So. Well, I get asked to donate stuff to loads of things. So there's, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in hard rock or if it's in a museum or if there's loads of my stuff's out there and mm-hmm. I just don't know where it is. But I'm sure I'm sure there's probably something in Hard Rock, Hyde Park. But I'm not really Hard Rock, am I? Sort of like medium... A lot of the stuff in Hard, in hard Rock Cafe isn't though, really, is it? They just yeah. mean like music. That and TGI Fridays. TGI yeah. Friday. I used to live in Guildford and there was a TGI Fridays there. Actually, the Weatherspoons in Guildford, that, that was real. That was real. <laughs> a burger and a pint for yeah. three pounds. In, in, yeah, well, I mean, firstly, how would you do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're immediately yeah, no suspicious when you're eating it. Yeah. I know, but mate, I was like 18. You're not. You're not yeah. suspicious when you're yeah. 18 and you get a burger, a burger and a pint for eight, eight pounds. I find the 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 worst people are with me are when they're like blitzed, like yeah. really, yeah. really drunk, because I just kind of get picked up and handed around like a ragdoll. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, spoons. I'd love to go to a Spoons again, though. I was saying on, on, on Halloween I should just dress up as one of the guards from Squid, Squid Game and go to, like, a Tiger Tiger. Because <laughs> I haven't been... Imagine that twist in Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ed Sheeran's been doing this to us. <laughs> you shot my friend. You're your nice guy. You just send lasagnas to mums and stuff. Do you know nice what's, fella. What's, what's bonkers about... We, we made it fair for all of you. <laughs> you had the choice and you could have left. <laughs> That's the good. only clue is you're the only guard with an equal sign on your helmet. Giving himself a Even yeah, that. even even in Squid Game, I'm promoting my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on brand. And Sheeran's got a new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he moved. So red, then, red, red cover, green cover. There you go. Yeah, um, like that. I, I just, I feel like I should fist bump you, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's I, not I, quite fist bump. It really. The good thing about Paul Hollywood on Bake Off is he really holds his handshakes back, and you've gone in yeah. too hard with the fist bumping. Yeah, yeah. He holds it. Oh, what is he a weak handshake? No, no, no. He's oh, like, no, no. He get, if you get the handshake of Paul Hollywood, it's the best so thing. Funny. It's the best thing. Really? That would be so funny if Paul Hollywood had a weak handshake. And, he, and, and the Hollywood handshake is this big thing. Mate, I'll tell you yeah, off. Here we go. I'll tell you <laughs> off. I'll tell you off, Mike. But there was, a, there was a Hollywood actor I met who is the most... You would think that he had a hard handshake. And I met him and it, it just... It was the most flimsy, flimsy <laughs> handshake. And I just remember being like... How? How is this possible? And it really like stuff made me start questioning. Yeah, it's like, I'll tell you off off mic, but it is quite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We, oh, we no, all know no, it's it. not. We all know no, it's Dwayne guy, the Rock. There's Johnson. no way he's got a weak hand. I'm, I'm actually Crush in a movie it. with um with him, and I said, really? uh, yeah, I got a uh, I got a thing being like, do you want to do this cameo? It's in it's in this movie with with, with the Rock, and I said yes, and 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 I arrived, and I was a pickup shot, and they'd shot his bits. He'd shot oh, his bits interacting oh. with me elsewhere. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, oh, I thought I was going to meet The Rock today. That's but, it now, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. You, it's like no, no one's in the same room for these things. People don't know, but like you know, yeah, we're not even in the same room with you now. No, <laughs> we've recorded all our bits beforehand. Yeah, we've got you to do your choices first, and then we've put our bits in post. Yeah, which is you'd think we'd give ourselves more fist bumps. <laughs> If anything, if we're doing that. So, sorry, for dessert, have we gone for profiteroles at Hard Rock Cafe or <laughs> apple tart de tatan or whatever it's called? Yeah, I, I go for the uh, apple... Can I just say strudel? Apple yeah, strudel. Yeah, yeah. You can have apple, apple strudel. strudel. Would you like it at the Hard Rock Cafe? <laughs> oh. They'd probably do it well. Yeah, yeah. they'd probably do it well. So, uh, unpopular opinion. Yes. I sometimes would love a cheese board as a meal. I don't like okay. at, 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 at Christmas when yeah. I go to a cheese and wine night and then a meal comes out. I'm like, but I'm already full. Yeah, I've, yeah, already, yeah. I've already eaten my body weight in, in cheese. I do love a good cheese board. Me and my friends, it's kind of gone by the wayside now because we have a night called Sandy Wine Club. Where we'll, we have a night called Sandy Wine Club yes. and once a month we'll all meet up. There's like six of us. We'll bring one bottle of wine each. And the first one we all brought a cheese, but then that's kind of like fallen by the wayside. We'll bring one bottle of wine We'll order a curry in or a Chinese and everyone will have one glass of everyone's wine. And then we'll do because we never really see each other anymore because everyone's mm. got jobs and I'm off here and here and there. So we get back and it's essentially a grown up lads night. Yeah. Although we did have one of mine lovely. once where um, I have a friend called Doug who has this game called, uh, well, he has two games. He's got gin till you sleep, which basically <laughs> <laughs> he just drinks gin until he falls asleep. Yeah. And there's another Great one. Game. <laughs> <laughs> there's another what are the game. Rules? There's another game called Pisco Till You're Naked. So you yeah. just drink Pisco yeah. until, until you get naked. And he is always the first one to take his shirt off. And then you, whenever I see Doug with his shirt off, I'm like, oh, it's that kind of night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever, would you ever play Pisco Till You're Naked and Gin Till You Sleep back to back? Yeah, yeah. we've definitely done that. Yeah. Have you ever drunk sh chartreuse? No. no. I, try, I have a friend in Sweden that I write songs with. And he every Wednesday, he drinks one shot of chartreuse. And it, you know, the first time you have it, you go oh my God, that's the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. And then suddenly you're like, oh, but I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it really gets you there. And it's it's come to be, because my all my uh, schoolmates have sort of met him along the way. He's come to stay in England and stuff like that. And now Chartreuse is like, instead of starting the night with a Jager bomb or a shot of tequila, it's a shot of Chartreuse. Try it. The first time you oh taste God. it, you're like, Ed's wrong. And then five minutes later, you'll be like, Ed's right. <laughs> One last question before I read your menu back to you. And I'm not ragging on you here. Is that a Harry Potter book? Uh, it's Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, yeah. This is the Great Benito's book. Amazing. Um, he loves Disneyland. Uh, he loves roller coasters. He's obsessed with it. And this is uh, clearly a book that he's got from Hong Kong Disneyland. Do you know, forty million people visit Disneyland or Orlando every year. Most of those are the Great Benito, though. Yeah, most of those are him going on his own, like yeah. he did when we went to America. What's your favorite Disneyland Great Benito? Oh, Tokyo Jap Disney. So the, Jap the, the Japanese do. My security guard would always joke with us when we were on in, in Japan because I'd always say everything is in the, is the best in Japan. I think Asahi beer is the best beer. I think mm -hmm. sushi is obviously yes. best in Japan. The McDonald's at Tokyo Airport was so perfectly made. It looked like a picture. Yeah. Like ev everything yeah. was spot on in Japan. So I'm not surprised that their Disneyland is proper. It's the McDonald's in the Tokyo Airport where you had your 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, we actually... <laughs> When I was playing my uh, Ipswich, my final shows of my tour, we were trying to rent out a McDonald's and do a tasting menu there. Oh, wow. <laughs> and get them, to, get them to chop up a like, Big Mac into little like, bite-sized yeah. bites. We never ended up doing it, but we wanted to get like a McDonald's <laughs> on the side of a road, on, like, you know, a service station, rent it out, black out all the windows and do a tasting menu. Because so I've never work, done... Working in that McDonald's being like, a bit of a right. weird day bit today. Of a weird day. But I've never done the whole menu at McDonald's. And you don't want to go mm. in and have a whole burger. So it would be quite cool to yeah. go in and have... 
Also, any any <laughs> fast food, all of it. any fast food restaurant, like any, anyone who's like you know running a KFC or whatever, listening to this, now knows that if they ever want to completely fill their restaurant one day, all they need to do is black out the windows, and everyone will go Ed Sheeran's in there. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's hard out having his so, birthday. Let's see if we can get in there. So my vibe, my vibe with with food, I'm not I'm not a food snob. Like I will eat. Yeah. And like I, do, I love a, I love a fancy restaurant. I love a nice bottle of wine. But Ed, I you've also... made it very clear in this interview that you're not a food snob. <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe, McDonald's. We've been at KFC. But I also we've been love the... like there's a restaurant also, yeah. in West called Core that I go to a lot that has three stars. That is, I would is that I would where you were to... the the other night? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if I want if I want a really nice evening with someone, I'll take I'll take them. There. But it's it's so fantastic. But. I w- I'll have Nando's for lunch and go to court mm-hmm. for dinner. So I, I tried to keep it b- balanced, I guess. But yeah, I like it. I think it's good. The, the, the full gamut, the full yeah, range. Yeah, got to do it. I was going to ask why it's called Sendy Wine Club and not Bringy Wine Club. So they, my That's friends, really are all they all ski. So uh-huh. I never skied. And then I married a girl who loves skiing. And so I was 20 six when i first learned to ski which i wouldn't recommend uh-huh. it's not it's not a fun experience i'm still at the point where i don't enjoy it but i have to pretend that i do yeah um but i'm getting like i'm getting that i can now ski without feeling like my legs are broken um mm-hmm. but there's a um instagram i think or a twitter called jerry of the day which is people skiing and then like crashing into a, a snow pile yeah. and it, they'll say sending so sendy has turned into a word that my friends use for like things that are really nice or expensive. So if you have like a pair of shoes that cost you a bit, you'd say they're a sendy pair of shoes or I've got right. full send on that pair of shoes. So they, because my friend, basically the person that runs Sendy Wine Club is my mate Jack, who is the, he, he's a wine merchant and he's got his sommelier badges and all that stuff. And we'll say, Jack, can you choose the wine for us? And then he'll choose us each a Sendy bottle yeah. that we'll buy and then we'll turn up and... See, starters, I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. Because that's an interesting answer. But also, if I hadn't asked that, everyone would have just thought that you guys called it Sendy Wine Club, as in you're saying, like, send a bottle of wine and yet you bring it together and that you're saying Sendy. So So sometimes sometimes if you have a pint and you... You'll say to your mate, so we, my friend Fred obviously went to university and has all these drinking games. He has. Do you, have you ever played How's That? Where no. someone hands you a pint and if you don't say not out and they say how's that, you have to down it. We had similar things, yeah. So yeah, so so this actually happened that we went to a Sendy Wine Club last week and uh, I actually got Fred for the first time, which I've, I've never done. But then you would say send it. So yeah. he would have to send the pint as in right. down it. So the send... Sort of, there's there's lots of words that me and my friends use that actually mean everything. So when mm-hmm. we were on tour, we had a Glaswegian chef who just called everyone Jimmy because <laughs> so if he didn't know anyone's name, he would just call them Jimmy. So now my security guard calls people that he doesn't know or like, by the way. So he'll just be like, "Who's this fucking Jimmy over here?" So it's just, <laughs> actually, we were in Hong Kong Disneyland. And he met a waiter who was called Jimmy, and he was like, Jimmy! <laughs> he gets very, very excited about anyone called called Jimmy. But yeah, we in have Hong Kong of... Disneyland, did uh, Mickey punch you a security guard in the face, and then you just all left? No, Hong, Kong, Hong Kong Disneyland, all of my touring crew stayed there. And I think for the first, we were there for like a week, and I think for the first day, um, my touring crew were like, oh, this is fun, Goofy's serving us breakfast. And then by the end of it, when they've all been yeah. out on like long nights out, of course, sure. sort of going in, and you've got, oh man, it's very Absolutely very the last person you want to see. Live it, live it, Goofy. If you're fucking, leave me alone, Goofy. Absolutely, don't want Goofy anywhere near me. If I'm hungover, <laughs> get the fuck off. Um, I'm gonna read your menu back to you. See how you feel about it. Um, water, you would like still water. 
Poplums or bread? You want poplums and mango chutney. Starter, a medium fatty tuna nigiri from Iraqi. Main course, vodka rigatoni from Bertie Blossoms. Side dish, fat chips. Drink, bottle of Burgundy, a Bordeaux as well, lined uh, up Burgundy, after then, then Bordeaux. I'm not going to drink two bottles to myself, but if I'm with someone, I could polish two yeah. bottles. Can I, can I have a pint before then, though? One, one solitary pint of... Before the whole meal? Uh, yes, one solitary pint of lager. Asahi from Japan? Sahi yes. from Japan, but it has to so be. Has, I, I, I got, I got one in. Yes. It has to be on. on <laughs> it has to be on tap. Has to be on tap. Yeah, yeah, has to be delicious with a frosted glass. Okay, I can get you a frosted glass. <laughs> I built a pub in my garden, and yeah. I have a freezer in there that's just full of frosted glasses, oh, and it, I just think it's important. I feel like we could quite easily do a two-parter and have you back on because yeah. now you've now you've just mentioned at the very last minute frosted glasses, which we haven't talked about in the podcast much before, and I I'm interested in that. But also, you built a pub in your garden, and we've only just found that out as we've got to wrap it up. <laughs> So we're going to have to have you back it on. It has a tunnel from the house as well. Oh, my God. Which actually is complete. Fuck? It's actually completely pointless because it just, it, you could just walk to it across the, the grass. But I went to someone's house and they had a tunnel and I was like, the pub needs a tunnel. Like it needs a tunnel. God, That's great. That means you, you can always escape your house if anyone ever, like, in, but no, God only forbid. In, only if into the pub. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, perfect. On a, there's like a dark room downstairs with a really, really comfy sofa. And sometimes if, like, I just want to escape an argument i'll just go down there and just lie and have a nap <laughs> get through the tunnel oh, and dessert you would like apple strudel would you rather have me or goofy serving good you question if you were hung over i think i think you i think i, I think you make, yeah, i think good. you would keep me more on my toes because you'd say something sarcastic and i'd have to think of something to reply to it i think it's always good having a friend like you because you would never yes. be agreeable about anything you would just <laughs> You would say, <laughs> "Bang on, bang huh? on." You would, say, you would say, "You would say something," and you'd actually get me to think. It would never just yes. be like, "Yeah, this, th this is this." Yes, yeah, I make. But you, you don't complain in restaurants, right? I don't complain. Good. No, no, good, no. Good. I'm too scared to complain. I don't want, mate. Some, sometimes, and it usually happens with like, not so much industry people as like artists, but usually like managers of artists, mm -hmm. and they'll like send stuff back, and I'm like. I know someone's putting that on their balls now. You fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only time I've ever, and it wasn't even complaining, so I, I was, I phrased it as like, "Sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just letting you know, it's fine. I'm just letting you know that there was glass in my meal." <laughs> a friend, that's all I had to do. Also, good luck putting your balls a in. Friend that. Yeah. A, a friend of mine's, a friend of mine's a comedian, <laughs> and on the first date with his wife, this is a hundred percent true. I'll tell you who the comedian is afterwards. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. on the first date with his wife, and he's being a bit smarmy with the waiter, and he's kind of joking and joking, joking. And the waiter's obviously not finding it funny. And his wife goes when he leaves, she's like, he's going to do something to your food. And he's like, don't be stupid. Anyway, the meal comes, he eats it, and he catches a disease. The next, the next date they had was in, was in the hospital, and he'd caught a disease that you can only catch from human feces. <laughs> so be careful. Be careful. Always be nice to people. <laughs> the next date was in the hospital, did you? Like <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was. You don't want to get oh, a second man. date. Yeah. Hello. Remember you told me he was going to do something. I, I think I've eaten his shit. <laughs> Uh, I trust a third date is on the cards and you'll anyway, marry me one day. Do you think we'll kiss at the end of this date? <laughs> they are married now, though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. Oh, dear. Anyway. Ed, thank you very much for coming Ed, to the Dream Restaurant. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And then the mic goes off and you turn back to normal, right? Yeah, no, I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we are, James. Ooh. Teddy oh. Sheeran. Teddy Sheeran. I tell you what, Ed, I might have to uh, go to the uh, doctors and have my fist looked at because it, it got bumped quite a lot there. It did get bumped quite a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of them I would call pity bumps. That is my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Here he comes, old pity bumps. 
Pretty bumps in the house. You used to sing that in your Black Eyed Peas tribute band, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My lovely pity bumps. Check them out. <laughs> um, thank you very much uh, to Ed slash Teddy for coming into the Dream Restaurant. Thank you so much. A lovely menu and lovely to hear about some of his birthday events. What a nice man. Also, he didn't say candy corns. So no thank candy you. We didn't corns. have to kick him out because I would have felt bad. He was a very nice boy. Yes, very nice boy indeed. Uh, and his album Equals is coming out. 29th of October on Asylum slash Atlantic. So go and check it out. Go and buy that. Uh, my plugs. Yes. Uh, my lovely lady plugs. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I am on tour uh, with a show called Electric. Uh, edgamble.co.uk for tickets to that. I am going... I say all over the UK, but then people get angry with me. I'm going mm-hmm. to some places in the UK. Yes. Uh, so do come and see that show. And also I've released a live vinyl, <sighs> none of which will appear in the show Electric. It's mainly crowd work. A lot of fun. Recorded at the Black Heart in Camden. Uh, it's called You May Struggle to Hear Me Above the Crunch of My Enemy's Skulls. And that's available Incredible. from edgamblestore.com. Love it. Um, I've got nothing to plug. No? Jamesacaster.com. You're plugging your website. Yep. And Cold Design You Hate Myself 1999 is on there. You can buy my... Yeah, why aren't you plugging that every week? Yeah, I should be plugging it every week, really. That's on there. It's such a good show. Yeah, yeah. Best show ever. That's on there. Mm. And um, uh, <laughs> what else? I do a Interesting that music ju- podcast called Perfect Sounds. During that interview, when Ed was talking about the concepts for his albums, I was thinking mm. it's like a musical version of James Acaster. Yeah, with, my, with repertoire. Yeah, different colours. Yeah, always different kind of, Yeah, I could have said that, couldn't I? But instead, I had to go and be all weird. Yeah, very weird. Constantly. I think being you weird. need to stop now yeah. telling guests that you're going to be weird mm. because then you worry about the expectation that you've put on them that you're going yes. to be weird, and then you go like like full full James. Yeah, yeah. I really dialed it up a lot for yeah. Ed and I mean, I, I mean, basically, I only tell the guests who I think it, I need to tell them. Like yeah. there were some people. You didn't need to. You didn't Most need of the time, I don't tell people. Yeah. But I'd had such a nice normal chat with him before yeah. we started that yeah. I just felt like this is going to be really jarring. Yeah. And, and he'll think I'm being rude. To, like if if he'll feel like I've tricked him. Yeah. You know, like I've gone, oh, I've softened him up with a normal chat, and now I'm going to absolutely punk his ass. Because what? Because you went so weird at times. Yeah. It felt, and I. This is a compliment. Yes. It felt like. Two friends having a chat, but one of them had to look after their little brother at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, when the, it's yeah. like it was like our mum yeah. had said to to me, yep. James is going to come and sit with you. I've gone, mum, yeah, God's yeah, yeah. sake, yeah. I'm having Teddy yeah. over. I want to hang out with Teddy and talk about wine. Yes. And then you've come along like, what? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 there were times during that interview where I just felt like I'd gone mad. <laughs> I just felt like I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm just I'm just firing out anything left, right and centre. Still some very good questions, though. Still some good questions in there. But yeah, yeah, that was that. That was out of all the episodes we've done. It's it's the one where uh, I've I've come away from it thinking, what the what did I do? What was I doing? <laughs> what was that? Really all over the place. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing that back. I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing what you said, because quite often I'd just be suddenly aware that you've been talking for 10 minutes. Into my re- microphone. Regardless just, just of myself. What, yeah, regardless of whatever conversation was happening. Yep. I started doing that quite a few <laughs> times. I just talking to the mic really quiet, talking to myself about stuff, looking over at Benito, because he's got headphones on. I knew he could yeah. hear it all directly into his ears. <laughs> So there's that. I don't know why I was doing any of it. Really gone bonkers. I mean, you know, for for, for the listener, it's like half nine in the morning we started doing this. Yeah. Uh, it's not that early, but apparently for me, I haven't eaten today. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, I just, just went mad. 
Well, thanks for listening. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. wondered about the world's greatest mysteries? Who built the pyramids? Where is Bigfoot? Is time travel possible? No! From invisibility to whether aliens are living amongst us. It's Microscope, the improvised comedy show from the award-winning John Kearns and me, Matt Ewins, an all-round nice guy. Where is it available? I'll tell you. iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all the other places you get podcasts from. It's Microscope. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, oh, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, wait, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of a crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.